This is the HCH Mortgage Podcast brought to you by HCH Financial Services, a new brand powered by Holiday Cottage Handbook and HD Consultants. I'm your host, James Varley, the founder of Holiday Cottage Handbook, and our goal is to share everything you need to know about holiday let borrowing. HCH Financial Services specializes in providing access to the best holiday let mortgages on the markets. Our team of award-winning brokers provide an unrivaled service whether you're looking for your first holiday let loan, a remortgage, or a financial product like life insurance or will writing. The team can also help you secure a range of other products, including residential, buy-to-let, and HMO mortgages, along with bridging finance and equity release. To get in touch with the team, call 0333-1234-536 or email advice at hchfs.co.uk. You can also visit the website for further details, HCHFS. .co.uk. Welcome to the HCH Mortgage Podcast. Our goal is to share everything you need to know about holiday let mortgages and spotlight some of the leading products on the market. Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between repayments and interest-only mortgages. And with me to run through them is the lead consultant for HCH Financial Services, Samantha Termain. Samantha, it's a pleasure to welcome you back to the HCH Mortgage Podcast. As always, it's, it's been it's been a while. We've, the last one was Christmas, so we uh, we we've already catching up, and a new year is upon us. A new year is upon us. Uh, I was going to say new interest rates, but the Bank of England have been sticking uh, with their interest rates, which I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll have a chat about further uh, in a bit. But today we're going to discuss uh, the difference between interest only and repayment mortgages. So uh, from the outset, just explain to us what is an interest-only mortgage and what is a repayment mortgage? Okay, so an interest-only mortgage is obviously where a borrower pays or services, because we do have two different terms, uh, the interest on on the loan or mortgage each month. Now, the capital element, so the amount that you actually borrow from day one doesn't actually change. So that literally means that the, the, the amount that you have is will still be the amount that you actually will owe in 20 years, 25 years or 30 years. In contrast to that, repayment mortgage basically is got a, a higher payment uh, because you're paying the interest and the principal loan at the same time. So as you're making your monthly repayments, you're gradually paying off the debt. Whereas obviously, as I said, on the interest only, won't have that ability. It's just a case of the interest is being repaid. Yeah. So why do investors then tend to opt for the interest only products? It's, it's due to the ability to provide lower monthly payments um, when compared to obviously a repayment mortgage. If you're looking at an investor, they're looking at their wider proposition. So you're looking at maybe cash flow, um, allowing them to allocate funds to other investments, projects that they may be working on, expenses that they need to cover. Um, by obviously having that slightly lower amount, it enables them to have more flexibility to what they want to do moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And it uh, comes down to the bottom line, doesn't it? You know, every month you're looking at what profit you can bring in and uh, you want to make sure that you can bring in as much profit as possible. And that's, that's probably with uh, an interest only product. Um, so if we assess a current deal, then let's look at the the difference per month in taking an interest only product as opposed to repayment. So let's imagine a £200,000 purchase price, 75% loan to value. Uh, if we look at the best 
two or five year fix currently on the market? What What's the difference between the, the monthly repayments? So if we're looking at sort of, let, let's start with sort of the, the best two year rate, for example, um, we're looking sort of mid fives to late fives. Um, if you look at interest only, you're looking around £720 a month. However, if you look at it from a repayment point of view, you're closer to 950 a month. Um, if you're looking at a five year, um, at the moment, the five year money is not much different um, on, on holiday let products. So you're still looking sort of late fives, um, early 60s. And again, monthly payments around 720, 721 on an interest only. And between sort of anywhere from sort of 950 to 980 on a repayment. So you're looking a good sort of two hundred pound dearer every month um, on a repayment mortgage. And that comes to our next point, really, as well. Lenders want to see that investors can afford the mortgage with stress tests, of course, and it might be difficult to justify a repayment product because of that extra fee per month. Yeah, that's true. Lenders commonly conduct stress tests on, on mortgages to verify the borrower's lending capacity. Um, they they want to know that they can maintain their payments, uh, particularly as we've experienced a couple of economic challenges over the last 12 months. Um, it's going to be hard to justify, you know, having a repayment product if the stress test is obviously going to potentially indicate that the borrower is going to struggle. Um you know, we, we've touched previously upon our, our, you know, the income ratios, the income coverage ratios. These calculations are going to be key when we're looking at, you know, what's the best route for an investor moving forward. Now, one thing the lenders will request is a repayment strategy if you do take an interest only uh, product, because after the, say, 25 years, they want to know that you're going to be able to still pay off the mortgage or, or head elsewhere. So what are some repayment strategies that borrowers can consider? The good news is there are quite a few out there. You could use cash savings. You could use regular overpayments or, you know, ad hoc income that you've got. You could sell the property, which a lot of people obviously use as their, their sort of strategic plans. You can use investments, so stocks, shares, bonds, ISAs. Um, I've had people use pension lump sum pots. Um, again, if your circumstances allow, you might want to switch it to a repayment mortgage at some point in the future. Um, selling other investment properties. So you might have a buy to let in the background that's not high yielding and you're thinking of maybe, you know, disposing of that in the next few years. Um, I've had a client who previously said they were going to get an inheritance or they'd got an inheritance, but lenders basically don't really like um, inheritances of a payment vehicle because it's not guaranteed. Um, so there are quite a few choices for investors of the routes that they can go down, um, but it's the evidence that we need to provide to, to back that up. And another of the strategies could be to sell the property. Yeah. Yeah, you could just, you could, you literally could just sell the property in 25 years, redeem the loan. Um, you might have it for you know, an income profit position rather than, you know, a capital growth position. And you mentioned there as well, overpayments. So this is something that many mortgage lenders will kind of allow you to do a certain percentage each year. And this might be another way of, um, you know, paying off the loan, maybe a bit quicker if you want to. So just explain to us how overpayments work. Okay, so most lenders will lend, um, especially in the holiday let market, between 10 and 50% per annum 
uh, without incurring an early repayment charge. Now, what tends to happen if you make an overpayment on top of your monthly mortgage payment, the good news is that that actually gets allocated to the capital, the principal loan. It's not the interest, you're servicing that with your monthly repayments. So anything additional goes off the, the, the actual principal balance that you're looking to clear. So you can slowly chip away at it if you continue to make regular overpayments over the course of the mortgage. And you might find, of course, that maybe your profits are up one year or a lump sum or you get a bonus from your other job or something like that. And that might be an opportunity to pay down that debt. And and obviously it reduces your your monthly payments quite significantly as well, depending on how much you pay off, of course. And and this is why I guess we have a a full discussion with investors from, from day one, because if we know they've got wealth in the background, let's say, you know, they've got good incomes and they're putting money set aside into investment propositions or cash savings, then it may be when it comes to their renewal period, that lump sum that they've put aside could potentially pay off a large chunk of the mortgage and they're not borrowing as much when they need to, you know, look at their products. So it's it's having those, you know, discussions from outset to make sure that, you know, we are guiding them down the right path. And there will be investors out there, of course, who want to supercharge their portfolio and gather as many properties as possible. And they're not going to look at overpayments, any spare cash they have, they'll want to buy more properties, right? Yeah, I mean, you're going to invest. That's that's the whole point you've gone down this route is that you're looking at, you know, one, two, 50, 100 properties, you know, depending on where you are in your stage of, of your portfolio journey. Um, and you will, you will continue to grow that. You know, it may be that you want to leave that to family members in the future. That's why you're building it now. You know, all of these options are out there for clients. It's just a case of making sure they have the right advice. In percentage terms, how many short-term rental investors are taking interest-only products, would you say? Well, this shocked me, if I'm honest with you, because if we use sort of the industry data, 60% of investors take out interest-only mortgages, 35% are funding them from their own sources, um, and only 5% are being taken out on a repayment basis, you know, for the more cautious investor or more risk-adverse. Saying that, though, 95% of the business that I see come through my doors is on an interest-only product because they do want to diversify. So they may have one buy-to-let, they may have, you know, 100 buy-to-lets, but they're looking to, you know, have properties that potentially, you know, generate larger incomes where the short-term rental market is obviously sitting at the moment. Um And, and if there is turbulent times, then they know that that particular property will see them through. Now, there is a conception among some people that interest-only mortgages are risky. Um, I've certainly heard this quite a lot from family members. I get those gasps uh, (laughs) when I tell them that I've got properties on on interest-only mortgages. Um, But perhaps we can put people's minds at rest a little bit here. So why can an interest-only product be a brilliant wealth creation tool for property investors? Yeah, I mean, the main benefits of an interest-only mortgage is it enhances cash flow. Um, investors gain the ability to you know, leverage uh, their capital more efficiently um, and it potentially yields greater returns. You know, we're, we're looking at, you know, alternative investments, property enhancements. You know, it may be that you've got a, a property that's, you know, got a good equity in it and you want to raise some of that to potentially, 
maybe, um, you know, make properties more either energy efficient. You might want to invest in another one that you've seen, you know, on the market. It's a great way of being able to potentially keep the costs low, but getting the benefits from that. And one of the biggest benefits, of course, is the long-term capital growth that properties tend to deliver. And this is why an interest-only mortgage can be so beneficial because, say, if you buy this £100,000 property at a uh, you know, loan-to-value, um, over 10, 15, 20 years, you'd expect the value of that property to go up significantly. I mean, we've seen it from, you know, the, the markets that we had. If you, if you can remember sort of the, the 2007, 2008, you know, we had obviously the crash then at that point in time. Properties then dipped, but also what you, you know, we, we saw the, the economic state sort of, I guess, instability of the last 12 months. Um, but it recovers, you know, it is a cycle. It is a wave. So, um, we do see it go down, but we also see it go up. And again, if you've got an interest only product, I guess the benefit of that is when the market does potentially take a little bit of a wobble, you know, you could be prepared for that. Whereas if you've got a, you know, maybe a technically, you know, a, a fixed rate product on a higher rate or a variable rate product or a tracker product, you know, there is some, I guess, on the variable rate, a degree of volatility. Um, whereas, you know, you haven't got that ability. If you're on repayment, that's it. Um, you know, then your only option is to swap onto an interest only. So I guess if you can afford it at the higher amount, you can afford it at the lower amount. But, you know, from a, a landlord's or an investor's point of view, you want that low figure from day one. Yeah, I mean, from an investment point of view, and I mentioned this in our uh, free ebook on our website, actually, if you go to holidaycottagehandbook.com, you'll be able to download that. Um, if you start with an interest only product, it's very easy to organize overpayments or to pay a little bit more on your mortgage if you want to. But if you start higher, it can be a bit more difficult to come down. Uh, <laughs> lenders don't necessarily want you to start paying less money. So yeah, start start from that smaller foundation. If you want to pay a bit more, you can do. And of course, you can think about investing in other properties as well if you have uh, more funds available. Um, okay, then, Sam. So we're speaking after the Bank of England held interest rates of 5.25% for a fourth consecutive meeting on the 1st of February. We did have one member who voted for a rate reduction, which is interesting because it suggests that we might be on a, a downward trajectory. Um, so tell us, what are the best holiday-let mortgage deals currently on the market? Let's start with fixed rates. Okay, so fixed rates, you're looking at around 5.7 for a two-year. Uh, for a five-year, as I said, not much disparity. 5.75 um, for a two-year fixed is the cheapest at the moment. Um, both lenders, you know, are, you know, specialists in their field. Um, and I guess I think we're now seeing comfort with these types of deals. You know, lenders are looking at maybe offering more products, but pro products at, you know, the more generous end. And variable rates, where are we? So variable rates, we're, we're, I guess the market's a little bit uncertain on variable rates of the product. We've got a two-year about, again, 5.7, 5 5.8. 5 um, there isn't a five-year, as I would expect, on a, on a variable rate product. But we are now starting to see some discounted variable rates for term. Um, and although they're a little bit more higher price, so 6.5, you know, that is locked in for the term of your mortgage. 
Interesting. And any tracker rates knocking around? There are. I wouldn't recommend them at the moment. Um, Two-year trackers start at 8.15. But again, another term uh, term tracker, you know, um, around 6.5. So again, the, the term deals are starting to come back out onto the market again. And they were very um, prevalent, let's put it that way around, when, when we started off down this road, you know, before all the um, sort of changes that happened in October 22, um, you know, there was there was some, you know, t- term trackers on the market. So lifetime trackers. All right. So we're seeing some green shoots of recovery and hopefully these interest rates on the way down. Sam, it's been a pleasure as ever. Thank you for joining us. No problem at all. Lovely to speak to you. Okay, that's just about it for today's show. To get in touch with our team of award-winning brokers, call 0333-1234-536 or email advice at hchfs.co.uk. You can also visit the website for further details, hchfs.co.uk. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email me directly, james at holidaycottagehandbook.com. That's it for now. I'll speak to you soon.